Hello, punters. Hello, Brody. Hello, Lloydie. How are we? Good, mate. How are you? I'm good. We're in studio this week, punters. Uh, the big man, he's he's all fired up. He's up on the on the Gold Coast for his big Bucks weekend. So we're um we're here Friday morning, and just it's pretty subdued at the moment, isn't it? But uh, it could be a different story in 24 hours. <laughs> I've got my leg up cap on. I've got my thongs on. I've had a coffee. Yep. I'm shadow boxing. I'm ready to go. You are ready Keen to for go. the racing. Mate, as am I, as am I. Group one racing, it's back this weekend. I don't know what I'm more excited about, to be completely honest. Uh, the racing, I know you. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> yeah, that's the uh, that's uh, what you wanted to hear or not what you wanted to hear. But, you know, you know well enough that I'm definitely more excited about the racing than um, a day on the drink. Well, they come handy. They come in handy, they hand, don't they? They hand, they do. But, mate, uh, last weekend, well, what did we have? It was the... The Eskimo Prince, Af Cabin returned. The Melbourne Cup favourite, Sulcum returned. Um, different ends of the spectrum, weren't they? That's right, they were different ends of the spectrum. Uh, the the twenty twenty Golden Slipper winner, Remark. Um, he should have been the Golden Slipper winner. <laughs> You've given me a weird look, like he didn't win a Golden Slipper. I know, but he he should have. <laughs> My futures tickets suggested he would have. He would have bought a house for you. He would have, but anyway. Um, mate, we'll start with Afcabin. Uh, he was pretty pretty impressive in his racetrack return, wasn't he? He was outstanding. I was trackside. He's a beautiful, beautiful animal, Nick, and he was um, he was ready to go. He was ready to rock and roll. J-Mac, is there anyone better from Wide Gates? I don't think there is. You just don't you, – you, you don't often see J-Mac end up like three deep without cover or something. Like it doesn't matter where they draw. He's always just – in a beautiful spot. He gets him there. It's the same with Jamie Coe and Victoria. They just get him out of the gate so well. Like, it wasn't a massive field, but the amount mm. of times you've seen James... I don't think a person's ever landed one out, one back more <laughs> in their life than James does. He just gets him the right spot. And I had a all-in bet alongside you on Zoo Tiger on yep. the Monday morning. We got $6. And then I had a late spec on Osipenko because I thought he'd land a bit closer, but he didn't. Because he's your um, boyfriend. Because he's my boyfriend, yeah. yes. But... um. I knew the race, we all knew the race was nearly over. And I was standing right on the wing stand there at the turn and Zoo Tiger was under pressure. Osipenko was caught wide throughout and Af Cabin, boy, oh boy. When he let rip, that response was immediate. Yeah, it was a, um, uh, he's not really been one of my horses and I don't really fall for all the, the hype around him just yet. In terms of, you know, I see some people saying he's the best three-year-old in, in the country and whatnot, like you can leave me out of that sort of conversation, but... Um, he's good. That race, they've gone quite well. You we were chatting about Brosnan earlier. You took $50 for the Randwick Guineas. Osipenko caught three and four wide without cover throughout. Yep. He still ran, I think it was the ninth or 11th fastest last 200 of the meeting, the second mm. fastest of the race. I think he's certainly a Rose Hill Guinea slash Derby type. I think he might define the mile too sharp. But Af Cabin, do you think he's going to be a 1,200, 1,400 metre horse with that turn of foot? Or do you think, can you see him running a mile? I think he, I think he can run a mile. We sort of saw him how strong he was late in that Caulfield Guineas Prelude, which I think they're fourteen hundred. But um, yeah, I don't know. I guess it's it's hard to say when you haven't seen these horses get there. They've been impressive at twelve and fourteen hundred, but so we sort of just assume that you know the mile, no worries. But yeah, I suppose you've got to wait and see. And like Animo, he was vulnerable in that Randwick Guineas twelve months ago um, when Converge beat him, and you know it could be could be the same again where he just gets found wanting late. Absolutely. It's a ripping race and going forward, I think there's going to be a few winners out of that event, but I think different sort of grand finals. We're just chatting off air. Communist, he was really good. Yeah. He's not. He might not be up to that group one sort of standard, but 
he um, that was a really nice return. Yeah, he could almost be. Uh, I know he's he's up early early February, but depending on how high they want to go with him, like it could be Randwick Guineas freshen up. He's probably the sort of horse that could come up to Queensland and you know contest that Queensland Guineas. Maybe a Fred Best, maybe try and sneak him with no weight into a Stradbroke through that sort of that form. Like we saw him sort of take take it to um, Golden Mile in the spring. So obviously got ability, but and I think thirteen fifty is his best trip, fourteen hundred yeah. meters. Mm. So it'll be interesting. Another horse we mentioned at the other end of the spectrum was Sulcum. Uh, the the stay of resuming. He obviously had the one run in in the spring when he was a pretty impressive winner of the Queen Elizabeth. I think they call it there over twenty six hundred meters at Flemington on Stakes Day or Champions Day. It is now. Um, he's he's your Melbourne Cup favourite or one of. Um, pulled up two out of five lame, so a few excuses, but. I know it was only, what was it, a mile, but, geez, he just never looked like getting warm, did he? As for the stable, mate, no compromise. He always does run sort of that really good fresh run. But um, Sulcum, mate, what do you make of that? I thought he was actually through the line quite good. Yeah, I um, I don't think anyone could possibly back him on Saturday first at the mile, and yeah. especially when he's first up over 2,600 and running really well in Victoria. The mile's never going to suit. And I think if you watch his trial, no compromise went much better than him. Mm. And Sulcum showed... No turn of foot at all, yeah. which is not going to suit Australian racing. Um, and when Banju ticks every box up front, no weight. He's nowhere near the class of horse no. that Sulcum will become. But, yeah, you couldn't possibly get him. Two out of five lame, you couldn't scratch him off that run. And like I said, through the line, I think he was all right. No compromise. It's just, here's what it is. It's a good yep. horse. You'd love to own him. Yep. Runs on. He'll pick off a low-hanging fruit throughout this campaign. He'll find yep. his grand final run well. Well, you'd have to think the Sydney Cup is his uh, his grand final. He won obviously won the Metropolitan in the spring, and I think in the past they've sort of gone that way. We've seen him go to like a race like the Tancred or the what's the twenty six hundred meter races at the Chairmans or something like that. So there's a, a few nice options for those stayers, and of course Chris Waller when it comes to this time of year, he he finds them and places them beautifully. Um, Remark, the other one in Sydney that was a really good return, 62 kilos, 1,000 metres, a few things against him, but gee whiz, he was dominant. We spoke about this horse before the day. We were, Well, I know I was keen to take him on with Cote with the weight swing, but we were chatting about him beforehand. The Galaxy looks his race and walking away from that event, he's gone massive. His sectionals were clearly best of the day. 1,000 metre race, good horse, you'd expect that, but... He's beaten some handy types and he's put a gap in them. Yep. And I think the most impressive part was through the line. Mm. He had so many more gears up his sleeve. He just floated late. I really like the booking of Timmy Clark. He's ridden a bit for the Hawks in the last few weeks, but that screams to me Tim's on him in the future. Tim's yeah. a very lightweight rider. Galaxy's going to carry very little weight. This race sets up. We spoke about him after the Sydney Stakes as well. I was really yep. keen on him leading that day. I thought he'd stamp himself as a potential sprinting star in the next 12 months caught wide disappointed then but his lead-up runs were terrific his trial this campaign he has never trialed better no and that was an outstanding first up win the galaxy he didn't firm as much as i thought he was i think he's still double figures out there about 11 dollars. but i think i saw nine dollars last night with some mobs but that could be they've bought out that um the autumn um the futures refund i wouldn't be surprised if they've wound a few horses in a point or two just because you're going to be getting your money back if they don't run i think i think people have backed him anyway because yeah. i think there's that kind of those two different stages after a win on with the guys the futures you not only have um straight after the race that first visual look and you yep. go oh yep well there's almost three parts and then the money comes for him and then it becomes 
a few days later when the data comes out yep. and you have people go, all right, he's gone really well, he's worth a play here. Yep. For example, with when we think about a attrition, yep. um, talking about that horse at Geelong a couple of weeks ago, straight after the race, he firmed in slightly. When the no doubt the bets came in the next 15, 20 minutes, yeah. really firmed. And then a few days later, firmed again when the data comes out and the big boys go or the betters go, geez, that's worth a little spec. Yep, 100%. So uh, we've got a few nice little uh, futures tickets ourselves. There's, um, of course, plenty to get excited about. And, mate, a few horses to get excited about this weekend. Animo is back in the Apollo Stakes there at, uh, at Royal Randwick. Of course, El Bodegon, he's having his second Australian start. I'm excited to see him. I suppose these two are probably almost... I wouldn't be surprised if Animo and El Bodegon and, you know, possibly a few others almost clash every race this autumn all the way through to a Queen Elizabeth because you'd imagine that El Bodegon goes to a Chipping Norton over the mile in a fortnight and then you've got races like the... I don't know exactly what the Animo, what the Animo prep's looking like, but you would imagine like maybe a Sky High or a race like that and then you've got obviously the Queen Elizabeth there, so... These two, uh, can you split them at this stage? Obviously, Animo's the, the obvious top pick, but you, you're just talking off air that you thought El Bodegon can run a race first, fresh up. I think he can sprint really well. His trial, he got no clear running. Mm. Um, and he was climbing all over the backs, and not only against good horses, sprinters. Yep. So I think he's going to run. And I was there on Saturday as he did his gallop in between races. Yep. He was really yeah. good. He's a pint-sized little thing. He is, isn't tiny, he? Tiny, absolutely yeah. tiny. Men's Oise was next to him. Men's Oise, I don't know how big he is, but... Usually with those derby winners, that big, strong, yep. Kiwi-bred galloper that Menzoyce is. You know he's going to be a big boy. Mm. Men's, uh, El Bodegon next to Menzoyce was yeah. absolutely nothing. And he's the sort of horse you would know being smaller. He's going to become fitter quicker. Yeah, He's going to come to hand quicker. I think he's going to sprint really well. Um, plenty of rain in Sydney, but it looks like most of it's missed the track. Okay. It's currently about a soft six. I think I just checked the tab app and... I think it's going to be about a good four on the day. Fangirl's going to sprint well. We certainly know that, but Animo's different class. But I think El Bodegon yeah. is going to run a mighty little race. If it does get wet, I'm pretty sure that's uh, what his sort of, I suppose, ideal conditions are to El Bodegon. Uh, so You're sitting on a nice little ticket for him with a QE2, aren't you? Yeah, he's, King's Gambit's got to win the slipper first, but they're all up each other, but... Chatting about the King's Gambit very quickly, yeah. this lead, perfect little segue for Nick. Perfect segue. It's perfect like it's segue. planned. Do we see the Blue Diamond winner on Saturday? I hope so. So do I, but I don't think we'll see it in Victoria tomorrow. Mm, well, see, that's where I hope you're wrong because I've got a little ticket on one in Victoria. Shoot. I'm on Barber in the Diamond. Yeah, good shout. But you might elaborate. There's a horse that goes around in Sydney that you think might be uh, pretty hard to beat in a Blue Diamond if they head that way. If they head way. And this is the biggest thing is if they go. Don Corleone, I think, third up into the diamond. If he does go there, he has to be clear top seed. The Victorians have shown already so far, with all due respect, they haven't done much mm. on the clock or usually. Yep. Um, you'd suggest that Steel City's already been crunched in the last week. She'll $13 in a six fifty yep. on Monday uh, for the futures betting for the Blue Diamonds. That suggests she'll be going in her run behind learning to fly. We will touch on soon. Yep. She was terrific, Steel City. She'll and be peaking in that race got, third up. Who have they got booked for her? Uh, Damien Lane, I think, might be booked for her. Yeah, great booking. Yeah. He'll suit her down to the ground. Um, and we know how good she's going, Steel City. She's run into two very good horses and runs second narrowly on both occasions. But Don Corleone, nothing's been confirmed at all. 
Yeah. But I do hope they go because he's the perfect horse. Sand down twelve hundred meters, you couldn't suggest. Mm. Um, a horse would be better. Sort of suited. reading between the lines, like the Snowden camp, they had King's Gambit accepted in this race as well um, on Saturday. That is, which is I think it's the Piero Plate. It was always the plan that they'd be scratching one of them when he drew the outside. It was obvious who they'd be scratching. He'll he'll wait a week, so you can pretty much put a pen through him. He won't be going to Melbourne. He'll be silver slipper into a golden slipper. Don Corleone, you've still got the two weeks into the slipper if you want, uh, into the blue diamond if you want from Saturday, and then it's three weeks into the golden slipper. So plenty of time to um, is it three weeks or it is three weeks, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You've got so a couple got of weeks of time. getting into. I think the diamonds three weeks away, two weeks away from now. Yep. Two weeks away from now, and you'd suggest that's a perfect lead, and you won't run King's Gambit on the quick backer, no. and they're gonna. They, you'd hope they'd have one of their Colts in each of the Group Ones. That's right, because so if you can get if you can get two Group One winning two year old Colts in the first two Group Ones for the two year olds of the season, it's um, you don't leave Group Ones on the table when no. you, and especially when they're under the same ownership group. Yep. So and, not, and especially when you when you've got sort of two proper two year olds like top echelon, like they're not. You know, we're not talking about horses that are, are battling in Sydney. Like they've they've been in the big races and they've been winning them, and so there's um plenty to plenty of reason to think that you'd have one of them in each. Absolutely, and getting on to this weekend, I know you guys covered the um Group Ones in the podcast before, but we also see some good horses at Sandown, and especially yep. the return of the likes of Iron Thunderstruck, Jack, and I. We see you go around the stable, mate. Um, gentlemen, Roy, we're both kicking up for massively yep. um, in the group one. So there's good horses coming up everywhere and this certainly is the kickstart of the carnival, isn't it? It is, uh, yeah, all across the afternoon really. It's just good horses, um, which, which we love to see as, as punters and racing, racing fans. Um, you know, outside of the, the punting side of things, you just love watching good horses race each other. And I think it's right, one of the guys in our um, leg up group chat earlier made a fair point about... Um, you know, Jack and I being the, the three-year-old colt against the older horses, wanting the group one, I'm thunderstruck, will he be wound up? You know, like there's all that all that sort of chat being stable, mates. You know, like they both can't they can't both win. So, you know, where's the priori- priorities at? I think you mentioned the same thing. So um be certainly interesting. And then, of course, th- this race always, it seems to be leaders. That's obviously Caulfield usually. We're at Sandown this year. But Gentleman Roy, Tuvalu, who... I didn't realise. I was going through Tuvalu's form. He's never missed a place. A few times he's been beaten. It's been by an, I'm thunderstruck and alligator blood. Like talk about an underrated horse. I think mate, he's he's a Group One winner now. Um, yeah, the blinkers go on as well. Blinkers go on. So plenty of intent. You think that the All Star Mile obviously is where they want to go. I don't. I haven't seen the voting for it. I don't know if he's up in the in the top ten or so, but. I'm I'm sure in the past a race like this has produced a wild card into an all star mile as well. So you've got the likes of Nugget who will be ready to ready to fire to try and get a wild card. You've got probably the mare Turath. Um, there's a few horses that can, you know. It's it's a ripping race, isn't it? It is. It's one of the best CFOs I've seen in a long time. I think. And speaking about it, I think that intent's a big thing. And there's two clear horses of the most intent, most intent in the race. And I think that's Gentleman Roy and Jack and O. Yep. Jack and O was crunched with the tab early. $5 they put up. Yep. Understandably so. When I was doing my form, you can easily mark that horse $5. But especially off that first up run where some people might say he fell in or he was lucky to get there. But that was such a slowly run race. Mm. For him to even win that race was huge. Yep. And I think there'll be a bit of form out of that race too. There's a few nice horses there. 
I think there's um I know hey. we're really keen on attrition yeah. for the Caulfield Guineas, but I think there's a filly there by the name of Climbing Star yes. who might be a very good horse in regards to the um Australian Guineas, but I think she might be a vinery horse. Yeah, okay. She was outstanding. Be interesting to see because there is next weekend. There's a CS Hayes for the Cops, Geldings, and Entires at Flemington over fourteen hundred, and then there's the Phillies edition. I think it's the Vanity. So it'd be interesting to see if they go there with a horse like Climbing Star. I think they should. I think. Um, but have you ever seen a eleven dollars into four dollars eighty in the last eight minutes of betting against Jackano? Against Jackano in the same silks, different stable because she's with Stokesy. Yep. So same connections. Mm. So very interesting to know. But she was um really good, and a lot, I think a lot of people, it's going to be a couple of different people going head to head there because they weren't visually impressive. Yeah. There was no big gaps in the field, but they went so slowly. But some of the sectionals they ran mm. were just second to none, and I think it's a, it's a ripping few weeks of racing, isn't it? It is, mate. Um, I can't wait. Best bet for you. Um, we've got obviously yeah plenty of good horses around, so we may as well find a winner for the punters. I think Gentleman Roy is probably the best bet at yep. Sandown. I think it's a ripping race. I think second event with the three-year-olds. Yes. That's a nice little race there. I think, um, I think a couple of ra- horses can run a nice race. I think there was a horse we were talking about earlier. You might have to skip. You might have to refresh my mind here, Nick. It ran in the Carbine Club. The Fortune, the Fortune Teller. teller. Mm. That's him. I think, he can, I think he can run a really nice race. Yep. But um, I think Gentleman Roy is the best at Sandown for me. And coming up to Sydney... There's no price anymore, but Don Corleone, yeah. he's just a good thing. Yeah. Dead I, set, good thing. I was going to back him at the, I think he was like $2.70 when King's Gambit was still in the market. And $2? I thought, yeah. I got after scratching. Yeah, which I see has been crunched since then. So $1.60 I don't know what the, the deductions of um, of King's Gambit were if you had have been on at the two seventy. I'm just trying to have a look now. 18 cents, so... You probably still would have You're been... You're sitting above evens. Yeah, so you would have been above even. So I, I agree. I think he's just a, a put-in, take-out job in the uh, in the opener. Now, looking me. towards the millennium, yep. I'm quite keen on um, Blanc de Blanc. This is one we wanted to chat about soon because we were just chatting off there. And you're right, if learning to fly does get a clear running or get it back to follow, she'll be hard to beat. Mm. But I think that Blanc de Blanc is a serious racehorse. Yeah, I, I think she is. I I couldn't have fallen into the hype early off the trial and like I no way I could have taken it. Didn't take the dollar twelve? I didn't take the dollar twelve at um at Newcastle, wherever it was on debut where she fell in and then the following start of course she got beaten there. But um her recent trial was was good. Good. Oh, it was it was very good. But there's a few in the same trial that went as good and one of them You're was kidding me. Saltaire. She went good down the outside. I think it's $21. It's a better bet. No way. No way. We might have a beer bet. Okay. Blanc de Blanc. I think her trial is really good. And you watch that race at the English Nursery. Blanc de Blanc was four wide throughout. Yeah. Um, off a hot speed as well. And Saltaire had the best run of the race. I think Fasil... Interesting to note that Brenton of Dulla has stuck with Fasil after he rode Lazago. Yeah. I don't know because I know Pikey's back in Sydney and Pikey did a lot with Waller. So Pikey's got the ride aboard Lazago. Yeah. But interesting to note Brenton's sticking with Fasil. Now she had a one trial and she trucked through the line. I think 
we had a chat about her because I was really hot on her for that English nursery rate. She got beaten. She was really brave and me and you were chatting and we thought maybe she might be a bit of a little squib. But yeah. that trial, she didn't show that immense speed non-stop mm. but she was trucking along and trucked through the line i think if anyone really improves out of this race to 1200 meters i think it will be for seal yep yeah interesting um it, it's a good race I, I do have learning to fly on top i think she'll win but oh is this the english millennium millennium still quite new we saw profiteer come out and bolt in last year we saw um, extravagant star extravagant star win had a couple of OHK horses, but... Well, Castle Vecchio won the first year. Castle Vecchio won the first year. Yeah. He beat horses that... Nothing really came out of yeah, the race was, apart well, from him. It was Dawn Passage, I think, was a place getter. And I forget the name of the... It was a star thoroughbred Wallace horse. thing. It was jumping yeah. favourite, wasn't it? Yeah, but I forget what its name. I don't think it was headliner. No, it wasn't headliner. Didn't do him too much. I think it won no. a few races after that. But this is by far the strongest English Millennium. I think it's probably one of the strongest two-year-old races in mm. regards to a big field and yep. open event we've seen. And to be completely honest, I love seeing learning to fly drawn wide because if she does win, she's going to be so hard to beat yeah. the slipper. But if she gets, but it makes the race so much more interesting. Hundred percent, yeah. So it'll be, um, it will be really good. And I think it's clear to see. We were chatting about this after the millions. Skirt the law was outstanding. Yes, she beat horses that I think clear to see. Yep. A million's crop aren't the best. Mm -hmm. But this, we were chatting about before, we thought the English horses, everything that trialled well seemed to be coming through the English system and stuff early. And I think this is just confirmation that this is a really, really, really strong a batch. strong field. And we'll, um, I guess it'll all be, all be there to be seen on the weekend. Divine Glory, you mentioned that on the trials, on the Spy Files a couple of weeks ago. $71 at the moment with the I tab. Think she, so. I think she might be a nice little horse for 14. What are the 1,400-metre two-year-old filly races? Uh, Not even the size. They have that little Is it the Prince. Percy Sykes? Percy Sykes. She might be... You really want to find her on wet ground. Yes. She can have a bit of rain about. Mm. I think she just wants a bit longer. Yeah. I think 1,400 metres would be perfect. She, she got caught up a little bit and then hit the line perfect proposal started four dollars against learning to fly yeah last start she's 71 dollars there yep bit of value there to be had um anything else in sydney take your fancy uh friday night foot fill up if we get this out kazoo yep in to um dan ready radio multi for the weekend boom multi boom. for the weekend and then we've got a touch on come on in the first event the waller thing oh. you had a little spec on this to win the thousand or the flight stakes? Uh, both, I think. <laughs> uh, Zakia in race one tonight at, at Canterbury. We will get this out in time, I, I hope. So um, she's $7. She was a really good first up run there. Um, she just gets to run to suits, I think. And I think the biggest thing for her is she had the softest trial of softest trials. Yeah. It was as pudgy as my belly after KFC. Yeah. And then Chantel gave a good push in the mountain guard. Yeah. She said, this horse is back better. Hmm. If it's not today, it's certainly next time. I would Third think up. so. She's she's only about twenty six dollars in the Oaks. Really? Yeah. Do you think she looks a staying tight? Uh, well, I thought a mile I've, two thousand meters might I've be. Gone fifteen fifty second up. Yeah. Mm. And she comes through the same race that she came through, where she was the clear as all days eye catcher. Yeah. Against the pattern. Yeah. Exactly. That's right. So that's tonight race one at uh, Canterbury. My best tomorrow at Doombin. Uh, we're gonna have to wait a little bit. Go to the last race of the afternoon there. Ned's Gully, race nine, horse 15. Uh, he's won his last two starts now, both at Ipswich. Two back, he beat Comrade Rosa, who come out and 
blew them away at uh, at Eagle Farm on the weekend. Your best bet the last weekend. My best bet. At, we got two dollars thirty. Um, thank you. Um, but this guy he stayed at the provincials. He ran the fifth fastest last two hundred meters meters of the meeting and that was after being eased down at the 50 um so i just think the horse is airborne he's drawn barrier eight angela jones 53 kilos catch him if you can and i don't think they will what price four dollars oh that's lovely that is lovely that'll be a nice little fill up at the end of the afternoon I look forward to it i do too that's it from us now i want to ask you one question yeah out of this weekend because Every time after the weekend, there's always the one talking point horse. Last yep. weekend, it was Remark. The weekend before that, Learning to Fly. This is a lot tougher because there's so many different races across Victoria and New South Wales. Yep. Who will be the talking point horse after this weekend? That is a very good question. Very, very good question indeed, my good friend. Um, Sunshine in Paris. Oh, we didn't touch on her, did we? We didn't. We didn't even touch on the in secret sunshine in Paris. No, but the boys on locked in last night would have, so we don't have to dive into it. But I think sunshine in Paris can tail up, well, not tail up, but can... (laughs) Wouldn't that be a statement? (laughs) Yeah, that would be a statement. Sunshine in Paris tails up in secret in light fingers, stamps herself as best filly in Australia. Poor Blake, imagine... Finding your best bet at Canberra, the horse runs extremely oh. well, and it runs into Farlap. Into Farlap, yeah, into the next winks. She was, she's been terrific, and that trial was really good. It was really good. Yeah, I think she's she's in a five fifty. That's lovely. I think she'll win. I think um I think you know the best thing about because we had plenty of rain in Sydney. I understand yeah. in the last twenty four hours, but. Just hearing the update about Randwick, it's missed Randwick. I was really worried about her on a wet track because her lethal turn of foot is going to be the best thing about her. Ryan Maloney, senior jockey, goes on from the inside gate. Settle maybe two pairs back on the fence. You know what I'm picturing? A lot more love on Everest Day. Yes. Where just Brenton <laughs> scooted up the inside, peeled <laughs> off the fence at the right time. But the thing is, she's got the turn of foot to win. A lot mm. of these fillies are first up. They don't really have the class or the turn of foot. She's got both. Yeah, I agree. Um, and interesting for the omen punters out there, we talk about sunshine in Paris. I've just had a look at the weather report in, <laughs> in Paris. It's currently one degrees, poor bastards. Uh, one degrees, two degrees, not a lot of sun. Sun comes up at eight o'clock over there on Saturday morning. And then the sun, look at that, the little cloud with the half sun, partly cloudy, partly sunny. The sun comes out at one o'clock. That's going to be when sunshine in Paris is running. There's going to be sunshine in Paris. There you go. That'll do us. I might leave it at that. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, punters. Thank you.